Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Crew podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about what should happen after Easter. Today, you have your host, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Michael? Hola. Uh, you're saying that because you just got back from the DR, right? I did. Yeah, I was down in the DR for uh, roughly a week, uh, six days, and it was uh, it was an experience, and it wasn't a vacation trip. Um, I know many people; it's a you know big tourist attraction, sure. but that that wasn't a vacation trip. So it was a ministry trip, and it was fun. It was fun. Lots of lots of cool things. Nice. Uh, how how many of the uh, interns did you go with? So we had four interns, then we had a pastor that I know from Houston, Texas, who joined us, um, and then myself. So it was a group of six that was joining um, an organization who kind of has a a really big footprint down there. And so um, able to partner with them and be able to go to just different churches. So we went to to five churches. Um, We went to an orphanage and uh, just saw some really cool and crazy things. Cool. I'll, nice. I'll tell you, one of the things that, that blows my mind is the church culture down there is so much later than it is in New York. For instance, we would start a mid-service mid if we had one on Wednesday or Tuesday or something like that. We would start sure. like 6.30, be done at 8. There's literally one church that did not start their midweek service till 8.30. Wow. 8.30. Um, wow. <clears throat> so it was pretty interesting. Some very late nights. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. talking about leaving church at 11, 11.30, kind of old school Pentecostal, if you want to think along those lines. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep. Nice. It was, it was good, man. It was it was really good. Met a lot of people. Um, I got to meet um, Luis, and I'm going to butcher his name, um, but he is the most, the, the most famous Latin American singer of all time. Um, wow. And so got a chance to meet him. He actually leads worship at one of the churches we were we were at doing ministry, and uh, just a really chill guy. Their their band is like so tight; it's ridiculous. So tight. Wow. <clears throat> so it was good. It was really good. Yeah. No, that's great. Um. So I want to talk about the last podcast real quick. We hit on ten things that almost any church should do for Easter Sunday. So now that Easter is approaching, even quicker than it was last week. Uh, what should a church be ready for following Easter Sunday, right? So you have all your momentum going into this one big experience, but you want to make sure you have retention and all that stuff afterwards. So what what should we be ready for? Yeah, I think that uh, churches should really try to be strategic in planning out and keeping the momentum going following Mm -hmm. Easter, uh, is that if you have an incredible Easter experience, but there's zero follow-up, and and then you just kind of drop the ball. And so, yeah. really, we got to think about it is that every person God's going to send through your door now, but also on Easter Sunday, is a gift from God. And you may have one opportunity to be able to reach those people. Well, let's just say they fill out a Connect card. Let's say that they check that they accepted Christ for salvation or, <coughs> excuse me, they want to know more about baptisms or next steps. Um, yep. And then you get that card and you do nothing with it. Uh, you are not being a good steward of who it is that God is sending to you for you to be able to steward. And so with that, uh, I know there, that has been something we've done at City Church is we've had a good Sunday, and then we just kind of drop the ball moving forward, and uh, it, it we, we, you feel it. You feel it. And so it really yeah. is planning out not just one week, but really about six weeks post-Easter 
and making sure that you're creating moments that are going to be memorable, you're building momentum, you're following up with your guest, with people that are interested in learning more. And kind of like we talked about last week, creating clear next steps uh, yep. for people to be able to take that next step forward. And so that's that's essentially the Reader's Digest version of it. <laughs> so uh, what are some things that a church should not do for Easter Sunday? Yeah, so this is something I want to want to hit on because I, I want you to just look at going to church on Easter Sunday through the lens of someone who's never been to church. Which should uh, always be your focus, by the way, right? You it, always want to make sure that you think of that that experience. Absolutely, yeah. And and this is something, you know, people argue back and forth, well, um, church isn't for belie- uh, non-believers, it's for believers. And yes, the church is tended for believers, but on Sunday mornings is the prime time that people who are not believers are going to go to hear and learn about God and check out really church and, and maybe discover him for the first time or rediscover him. And so some things that, that I would just say just real quick that I would not do uh, on an Easter Sunday is you want to try to stay away from Christianese language. Christianese language will turn people off and get them to not follow up um, with you or not want to come check back uh, check back out the church. And by that, I mean, if I'm a not a, not a Christian, I'm not going to understand words like uh, anointing or spring up, oh, well, or, um, you know, uh, um, even, you know, that song that everyone so loves, but they use the word sloppy wet kiss. You think about a sloppy wet kiss coming from this mystical being God who you don't even believe in. Uh, it's kind of freaky, right? Um, right. And so staying away from Christianese language and using relevant practical language that that someone could understand who has never been to church. And so I heard one person put it like this. On on Sundays, you want to be able to present the gospel so clear that a five-year-old can understand it. And Mm -hmm. so with your Easter message, if you're complicating it and overcomplicating it and being hyper-spiritual, you really kind of take away from the purpose of what that Sunday is all about, which ultimately is to show people the power of the cross, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And and so you want to keep it simple. Keep your language simple. Keep it relatable. Keep it complicated. Don't use words that are overeducated or that just people won't understand. And I hate to say that, but you got to think again, who's your target audience, right? Sure. Yeah. Some other things that I've seen churches do, and this is, this is one that I absolutely love. Um, and by love, I love to never attend that church if it, if I see this, but like, um, if you're a guest with us, would you just raise your hand? guest raises their hand would everyone around that guest just introduce themselves and welcome them to our church home we're so excited you've now single singularly singled out the guest and uh kind of made them feel awkward awkward and it's like mm-hmm. especially if there's not a lot of new people or if you're in a smaller church like yep. we know who the new people are you know um and so seeing people raise those hands with fear and trepidation inside of them they're terrified it's like um, it just kind of turns people off, right? right. Uh, so I, w- I would stay away from that. Uh, uh, a few other things, and this this I might actually get pushback for, just depending on what Christian circle or church circle you're in. Even though Easter is a big day <clears throat> and you want to put your best foot forward, don't do something that's so outlandish that it's different from your normal Sunday gatherings. Yeah, that's good. You want to... You wanna, you want people to come back and know what they're going to expect. And so by this, this is what I mean. Um, well, give me one second. I got this cough, and if I don't drink water, then um, <clears throat> I'm going to start coughing because 
Yeah, yeah we experienced that in your message this morning. So yeah, I've been I've been coughing for like six months. I feel <coughs> it's the dry weather, mm-hmm. but um, but but um, it, you know, just really like like thinking. I'm trying to remember what the last point that I just said was. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's you're what good, happens man. whenever I get distracted. No, you're good. Um, no, really, what was it? So, <laughs> <laughs> I think you were talking about uh, making sure that the experience isn't too far off from a normal. Oh yeah, Sunday. yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's just say you have it's Easter Sunday. You have a fifty-piece choir, and you have an orchestra, and you've got dramas, and you've got lights, and you've got all this elaborate stuff. And then the following week, I show back up, and there's a guy leading worship on an acoustic guitar. I, that's a big letdown. Right, that's a huge letdown. And so right. this is something that Stephen Ferdinand has said. This is something Craig Rochelle has said. Even Matt Chandler has said is what you win them with, you keep them with. And so if you win them with this outlandish, creative drama stuff, you have to keep that up in order to engage them and help them grow. But if you just present to them the simplicity of the gospel and do it with excellence then you're going to win them with simplicity and you don't overwhelm yourself or your team or anything else to try to, try to reproduce something week after yep. week after week. That is just, unless you're a church full of thousands of people with a massive amount of resources, we just yep. can't do it. You just can't yeah. do it. Yeah. And so you got to, you got to keep it simple. And so yep. keep no, Easter Sunday like a normal Sunday gathering, just with a heavier focus of the gospel and being intentional about it. Um, so like those that. those are a few things that I would say what not to do for Easter Sunday. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, so I kind of mentioned this at the beginning, right? You want to make sure that the week after that you're doing follow-up and stuff like that. What does follow-up look like at City Church? So on Easter Sunday, you're going to want to point people, and we talked about this last time, so I'm not going to go into a ton of detail. Sure. But you want to point people to a next step, whether that is essentials, um, they just accepted Christ, and they get uh, a, you know a Bible and a <clears throat> pamphlet, learning more information, and then you give them information about baptism, uh, and then here's something that every church should do. You also want to point people to what is the next series that you're going to talk about. You know, if you're like just hey Easter Sunday in Jesus' name, Amen, but you give me no reason to come back. Why would I want to come back? But if you can, if you can give people a reason to come back with, hey, this is what we're talking about next week, or this is the series that we're going into, it almost builds this anticipation and it gets people excited. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh yeah. So you start really with following up with people on Easter Sunday, and then from there, and just breaking it down, I'll just kind of go through our process, which again I, I think is probably in a previous episode, but just as a reminder for everyone, you know, we send out an email. On Mondays, by Tuesdays, cards are sent out. Uh, If they request uh, for us to follow up or they put their phone number and they want us to call them, we will call people. And then the following week, we we will follow up with them as well. And so it's, it's crucial for you to be able to take the information that you receive on an Easter Sunday and be able to follow up with the people that are there on an Easter Sunday and try to make a point of contact with them. And then don't just write them an email. Hey, Joe, thanks for coming. Hope you have a great week. Bye. And leave it at that. But write an email. Hey, Joe, we are so honored that you decided to spend part of your Easter Sunday with us celebrating Jesus Christ. We hope that you felt loved and welcomed. And if there's anything that we can do to continue to serve you this week or pray for you, please let us know just to let you know 
next week, and then boom, you're tying it back into what's happening next week. Next week, we're starting a series over the book of Acts, where we're going to be talking about how we can better our life through community and discipleship in Jesus Christ. And yep. so you're kind of given an explanation and almost a hook that will, that will I don't want to use the word bait because that's very businessy, but you're almost wanting to bait them back, right, <clears throat> into the life of the church. Uh, and so follow up immediately after via email uh handwritten cards is huge we have no you have no idea how many people um say thank you so much for your card i really appreciate it or uh hey i got a card from city church and and this is why i'm back again you guys that's never happened i know one church that they even say hey we'd love for you to come back um and uh, here's a $5 gas card. Gas is on us next week. You know, mm-hmm. And they even include gas cards in the, the little handwritten cards that, that they get. And so you're making that point of contact. Now, here's what's crucial, though, is follow-up isn't just one week after Easter. Statistically, if someone attends your church on Easter Sunday, it takes about six weeks if they're interested in your church for them to loop back around and start attending um, during that period. And so really after that six week window, then you need to move on, um, you know, kind of off of the Easter plan. But, but one of the things we're looking at is that say we double our attendance on Easter Sunday, we will see return of that, not the week after, or even two weeks after, but within the six week period after that six week period, that's kind of the close of the return of investment, so to speak on people. And so, um, follow up doesn't just stop on week one, but we actually will follow up, um, you know, week two. Uh, we might skip a week or two and follow up on week four or week five. Uh, and then it, it really is, okay, we, they're just, you know, not interested or maybe they found another church. Then that's okay. And we'll just move them to an inactive list and, mm-hmm. and just kind of keep moving forward. But, yep. um, but it's more than just a one-week type thing. Yep. Nice. Uh, that's a good way to put it. As far as series, topics, uh, you know, et cetera, go, what should churches try and aim for following Easter Sunday? You know, obviously, we all got our Easter topic down, I would hope, right? What do you do now the week after? Yeah, so the thing you don't want to do is you don't want to go into a topic about prophecy or intercession and warfare or um, something you know, understanding the book of Revelation and the seven bowls and the trumpets and the angels around the throne and the interpretation of that. That's what you don't want to do because mm-hmm. it's just like if you're not a Christian and if you're not into that kind of stuff, you're just going to disengage people. But what you do want to do is this is a huge opportunity <clears throat> for you to be able to present the basics of the foundation of Christianity and for you to present it in a way that's going to be engaging and is going to speak to the practical aspects of their life um, and and really walk them through. This is what it looks like to be a Christian. So this is a huge opportunity to be able to, to do a series on following Jesus, a uh, four-week yeah. series. What does it look like to follow Jesus? We just talked about his death, burial, and resurrection. This is even a great opportunity to let this be a showcase for who you are as a church. And so last year we did a series called and everyone's done it since then, not that we were the first, but we did the series, This Is Us. And so we had yep. Easter Sunday, and then yep. we did This Is Us, and we did five weeks. This is who we are at City Church and how this relates to Scripture and what is our priorities or our core values here as a church. 
and what's important to us. And so we were able to yeah, present that to people. And a lot of people loved it because they're new to the church. They're finding out information. And um, you're presenting a topic that's going to engage them and be relatable, but also at the same time feeds them spiritually because you're you're getting into a theological discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, some churches do attractional series afterwards. I'm, I think that it's more so a preference. Uh, we don't normally lean that way after Easter, um, but some churches do. And yep. so that's that's another thing. And by that, I mean we're going to talk about relationship goals or we're going to talk about planning out for your future or something like that. Uh, personally, that doesn't get me excited. Um, I don't think it gets people in our church excited after Easter. I think really talking about the faith and what it means to walk out this thing that we call Christianity uh, on a practical level daily really gets people excited because especially if they just met Jesus, they're going to want to take that next step. Of and course. we yeah. get to on a Sunday explain that to them. Yeah. So, no, that's, so that's you don't good. want to do a crazy series. Right. No, and I, a, go ahead. Uh, yeah. A practical one. I want to say too that, that this is us one, I think is kind of like, uh, the most logical one to do. Right. So if they came back a second yeah. week, they probably want to find out more about who you are. Cause it, it's not like, um, they were, I mean, they were hopefully invited to church, right? But chances are, because of Easter and everyone kind of goes on Easter, it's kind of a bigger thing. They could have walked right through your door. They could have found you on Google. Who knows the amount of information that they actually know? And if they came because of a friend or more likely they came because they found you and they needed a church because it was Easter, right? Yeah. So yeah. The, This Is Us is a great one to kind of get them more connected if they haven't been with someone else in the church and to really understand uh, where your church is at. Yeah, and and just so you guys are out, you know, you can go to the City Church Albany podcast and you can listen to our entire This Is Us series. And we literally just broke down our core values, which is our creed. And in our creed, it's all centered around the gospel. So every week, we're giving people a chance to say yes to Jesus and to take their next step. And that lasted, I think, five weeks. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Um, What are some other things that churches can do to build momentum following the Easter Sunday. Yeah, so I think uh, the calendar works out kind of naturally for this this year, but but building in big days. And so, uh, for instance, you have Easter Sunday, maybe the next week doing a baptism Sunday. And so yeah. um, baptism Sundays are usually high in guests because friends and family are coming to check out the church because Joe or Susan or Bob or whoever is getting baptized. And so <clears throat> they're going to celebrate that. Uh, another thing is this year, Mother's Day is only a few weeks. I think it's three three Sundays after Easter Sunday. Yep. Huge opportunity because everyone who has a mom and everyone has a mom, more than likely the mom's going to want you to go to church with you, with them on, on Easter or on Mother's Day. And so fathers, not so much, but moms like their kids going to church. And yep. so we had one person two years ago. Um, who the mom was in town for Mother's Day and was like, well, we want to we want to go to church. And he said, well, you know what? I don't go to church, but I know some people at this church, and I'll go to that church if you're willing to go. Um, and so his mom, who was a Christian, brought him to our church, uh, and he was not a Christian, or really, he brought his mom. But it was a big it was a big thing for him, you yeah. know. <clears throat> and so Mother's Mother's Day is one. Another is, and this is something I want to hit on, because I know a lot of churches do semester-based community groups, where it's 12 weeks on, 6 weeks off, 12 weeks on, 6 weeks off, kind of that flow, that pattern. And I'm not saying that that's bad, but if you look at the calendar, what tends to happen is right around the time Easter Sunday happens, there's no groups in churches uh, following Easter Sunday. So I want you to think about this. If you have 
200 people, and 400 people show up on Easter Sunday. And 50 of them are interested in taking a next step and getting plugged into a group. And you don't have a group for them to go to. You have failed at yeah. getting, you know, having them make that connection to the next step. And that's yep. a that's just a huge pet peeve of of mine. So we actually shifted it to where our group shut down early uh, during the first season is what we call it. They they shut down in like a week or two. Um, and we kind of take off the weeks leading up to April for groups. And then right after Easter, we launch community groups back. Why? Because we want guests to be able to get connected into life and to the community of the church um, following Easter Sunday. So that's that's another thing. Um, and so it really is just kind of being strategic, not overwhelming people with the calendar, but having um, pivotal and influential days on the calendar that's going to be able to kind of um foster that next step of growth for people yeah no, that's good <coughs> that's good uh, if i am on staff or a pastor maybe at a small church and i have never done this before where where do i even start yeah i would i would say start with prayer and i would say okay. pray now because you're you're less than a month out and you really need to have a plan in place look have a plan in place and then work the plan yeah Pray, come up with a plan, come up with a plan of assimilation, how you're going to follow up people, how you're going to get people connected, what your next steps are. Come up with a plan of the next topic of sermons following Easter Sunday. Come up with a plan of what you're going to be intentional about pushing people towards and come up with a detailed plan and walk through it. And then through prayer and planning, then take that plan and share it with three or four people and get their feedback and with the intention of them poking holes into the plan. Mm-hmm. because um, if you can poke holes in the plan, you can find the holes and you can fix those before you actually ex- execute it. And so yep. I think that just being missional and being intentional about it, <coughs> planning it out, and then working the plan that you guys have. Yeah. Um, and look, if it doesn't work this year, then try something different next year. You know, yep. But going into Easter and definitely following Easter without a plan, you're just planning, so cliche to say, but you're just planning to fail. And so really having that plan and working the plan. Yeah. No, that's good. Any final thoughts as we talk about everything going on after Easter? Do you have any final thoughts? No, I don't. I think you hit everything. I think the biggest thing that people just need to remember is that you have all this momentum going into Easter. Just remember that the goal is to have people coming back. So um, keep that at the forefront of your mind. While it's great to have great numbers on one Sunday and have a great experience, you want to be overly prepared to make sure that that person comes back so that they actually have um, a relationship in Christ to grow into. So that's, that's the big thing that I just don't want anyone to forget. And I think you did a great job explaining that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, w- <coughs> excuse me. I, I would, I would say also um, just kind of final thoughts is going back to kind of what we said at the beginning is if you are doing, Man, if you're going to put out quality on Easter Sunday, you need to put out quality, especially the next week or two following that um, on a Sunday. And be prepared, like be strategic and be prepared uh, and really just just work the plan. And it's going to be busy. It is a busy season for churches. um, And that's just a part of the business. You know, you just got to just got to deal with it. And, And in the middle of all of that, I would also just say celebrate the wins with your team. You know, yeah. if you double in attendance, even if you're up 20% in attendance, celebrate that. If if you have one person that accepts Christ or 50 people that accept Christ, celebrate that and let people know 
about the life change that is taking place within the community of your yep. church. Yep. No, that's good. I want to thank everyone for listening to this week's episode of the Inside Out Group podcast. If you have any questions about your Easter experience, either before or after, uh, feel free to email us, podcast at insideoutgroup.org. You can find Michael anywhere on the internet at Mike Moore, ALB, or therealmikemore.com. We thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.